What's up, everybody? All Ball Tuesday is here. Kev is still on lay sabbatical after his first dub as an assistant coach. And me and Steve are here, though, when it's all ball. Yeah, all ball still going on without Kev. Who needs him anyway, right? Nobody. But, but let, let's get right into it because we got a lot of stuff that we want to do. We're going to try and bang out some some other rankings that are kind of going to be a surprise to you guys after this. But like I said, all ball. Lou, the Celtics really need a big man uh, really banged up at the position. How do you think we acquire a big man, and do you think it's possible? Yeah, so the big man that I want, I know Kevin Love's been in talks, but I don't want Kevin Love in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, $22 million, I think he's owed per year. Not a good defender. Um, and I want Tristan Thompson. I want Tristan Thompson from Cleveland. I think he makes $15 million a year. Great trial blocker. Mm-hmm. Puts up 15 and 10 every game. And that's exactly what we need, a guy who's big at the rim, who knows how to play and, and can run the floor. And besides him, I mean, maybe I don't think Toronto will give up Gasol. Well, I got an interesting scenario yeah. for you, and I know you mentioned the Cavs, and we do know that Kevin Love does want to get dealt, um, and they want to deal him. So I know one of the teams that they rumored was Portland. So if mm. he was to go to Portland, I mean, how would you feel about kind of like Whiteside? I would take Whiteside. He's owed a lot of money. He is. But, I mean, if it's a one-year rental, we'll see. I mean, that, I'm okay with it if it's not anything crazy. Yeah. Um, I would take Nurkic, too. I mean, I know he's not a center, but, I mean, we could play small ball five with him. And, and it's really tough now because we don't have Poirier. He he just fractured his finger, and now Robert Williams is out three well, weeks. Well, that's exactly what I mean. All we're really relying on now is Tyson and um, Cantor. So so it is really going to be tough, and there's not a lot of quality depth out there. You can't even sign, like, a free agent guy mm-hmm. and just be like, oh, like, we're good. Like, usually there's a guy like Dwight or JaVale McGee, like some old veteran like that that we can sign. Um, I'm hoping throughout the season maybe, maybe a big – not really goes down, but maybe gets cut or something like that, and we can scoop him up because um, we certainly need it. Um, but a, a name that I wanted to mention to trade for, I mean, I, I know I always mention Steven Adams, but I'm going to yeah. go a little bit away from that. And we talked about the Spurs kind of like struggling this season. Like Aldridge? Aldridge could be a guy. I mean, he's owed a lot of money too, just just like we were talking about. We probably would have to give up a, a high pick or, or a pick and a player for him if that was the case. But, I mean, I think he could he could definitely run the five for us. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I love Aldridge. He's so slept on. He's always been always been slept on. Yeah, that's just – I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I would it's love to see it. probably not feasible. Yeah, it is. And he, I just want to like, – like, I want Miles Turner. I yeah. want Miles Turner from Indiana. He makes like 15 a year. They don't really – they're iffy with him. I think he might be owed an extension or he wants an extension. And he's just really, I mean, he's just a solid big man. Like, But they don't like that he can't shoot. And they have Sabonis, who's he's going off this season. I think mm-hmm. Sabonis' average is like 19 and 11 or 19 and 12. So, I mean, I would love to get Miles Turner, Tristan Thompson, Steven Adams, like any one of those big men that can just rim protect. That's all we need is rim protection yeah. and boards because we don't really need a guy that can shoot and we don't need a – a passing big man. Yeah, we definitely don't need a big man that's going to be like, not that productive, but we don't need a big man to come out here and give up, give us 20 points. You know what I'm saying? Boards and, and pick and rolls and ju- just being able to, to crash the ball, you know? And defensively, too, uh, we always look for, for good defensive guys. But speaking of defense, let's let's take this to uh, Luka's injury. And we also saw saw the Mavs last night beat the Bucks. The Bucks yeah. were on a big streak, and we definitely didn't expect the Mavs to, to kind of up the Bucks without Doncic, you know? Yeah, they were plus 500, the Mavs, that game. Yeah, plus no. Plus 500. I'm pretty sure I told I told Matt not to take him. I was like, no, Luca, like, they got no chance. 
So, so if that's the case, that and he didn't take that because of me, that that one's on me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised though. I thought Porzingis kind of played well with, this is with good that for them. Luka. Yeah. It's it's to the point where it's like this is not to say this is the best thing that could happen to them, but I mean it is. If they could win some games, but you let Hardaway get his feel, you let Porzingis get his feel, you let um, Delon Wright get his feel, and you really let them come into their own without Luka, and they can't be as dependent on him to create shots and opportunities. Yeah, I mean it's great. I mean I think that just uh, proves the case more that they're a real team. No, you know what sure. I mean. And I I think it's good too. Not that not that Luka needs the rest, but I feel like he's just been going going yeah. going all season. So I I think it is a little fabricated. Like I feel like people like professionally make sprained ankles more than what they kind of need to be mm. Lou, how, how many of us running up and down the court like playing pickup at, at Savio had broken a sprained fingers broken a sprained ankles you know what I mean yeah. like we, oh. no, I know it's different because that that's a professional level but like if we could tough it out I'm sure they could too but they just look for excuses for the, yeah. for the rest and I don't, I don't blame them it's a long season especially where Lucas performing to the the play that he is you know he he was definitely one of our, our mvp candidates to this point and i mean that kind of takes us where we want to go right i mean yeah i it, so the mvp race the way i see it it's three it's a three-headed race right now and i don't put ad in it because i feel like he needs lebron to create and i, I give him defensive player of the year and yeah but the three dudes for me, it has to be LeBron, Giannis, and I, and Jimmy Butler. I mean, and I throw Jimmy Butler in there because his numbers aren't crazy, 22, 6, and 6. Mm-hmm. But he's turned the Miami Heat team into a legit team. They un, they're undefeated at home. Them and the, uh, the Sixers are the only two teams left undefeated at home. And they're a defensive juggernaut. Bam Adebayo is an all-star this year. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, like all of these guys, Demarcus Robinson, are all playing well around him and... He's kind of just been the fuel, and I think he's finally with a group of young guys who want to work. And I remember a, a year ago, we were like, oh, Jimmy Butler can't play with young people. Like, he, he doesn't want to play. No, I mean, he has no yeah. he has no interest in rookies. And now he's elevating all of them, and it's like, I know they're not. he's not the best player in the league, but he may be the most valuable to that team. No, he he definitely is. And I, I, think, I think the favorite to this point and probably for the season the MVP would be LeBron. Has to be I up. mean, he's just been so dominant and I, I think we, we didn't realize how much LeBron does for the game, how much he does as an individual or anything like that, just because we saw him have like an off year and then sit for the majority of the year because he was hurt. Mm. Um, so it is really tough. He's my favorite, uh, to like I said, to win MVP. I wouldn't count out Harden and Luka for that, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I do like I do like uh, you put in Jimmy in there, and, and Giannis is always going to be in the topic for discussion there. Yeah, I mean, Giannis is really doing it with, with not too much on mm-hmm. his team. And I, the other night, he didn't play, and Eric Bledsoe put up, what, 29, 30 points, something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that was that was surprising to see someone step up when, when he wasn't there. But anyway, let, let's take this to uh, Kawhi in, in the Clippers. Load management, Lou? It's kind of killing that team, no? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because now, like, Lou Williams is hurt. Shamit's hurt. And um, Beverly was hurt for a little while. So it's like when Kawhi takes these breaks and everyone else has to pick up the slack and then they get hurt, it's like, Kawhi, like, you're going to carry it a little bit? And then he's like, mm, no, load no. management, load management. And it makes LeBron look much, much better. It's like, that's why I said coming into the season, I'll take Kawhi on both ends of the floor. But... Now that he's not playing every game, LeBron is the best player in the game. I think it'll be it might be different when the playoffs come around and he's he's sat 25, 30 games on the season. But yeah, man, they just it, 
they they're not going to be a top three seed in the West. They're just not going to be if he keeps sitting. Yeah. Do you think that this this is going to affect like Paul George's play at all? No, I think this is good for Paul George, but bad for everyone else. You're going to ask a 32-year-old Lou Williams with a calf strain. Like, you're going to go out there and be number two. Um, and then uh, Patrick Beverly, you have to be the best defender on the on the team. You know, I know Paul George is a great defender, but that that's your specialty. You have uh-huh. to go out there and do it. And Montres Harold might have to step up, got a few more forwards. And it's just like, where do you go? Like, they have depth, but when the, it's a little bit of elder depth, and they're a little more banged up. Like, the Lakers have no injuries. The well, Lakers have no injuries. Yeah, well, that's what I was just kind of going to say, too. Like, I feel like their depth could get exposed at, at a point where they're going so far down the line, where, where if Lou Williams, like, who's usually coming in off the second unit is... I mean, he probably still will, will come off the second unit, but still, like, he's soaking up a lot more minutes and other guys are getting in the game. And I think it could be good for Paul George. I also think it could be bad. I think the reason why it, it possibly could be bad is I don't want to see Paul George, like, four mm-hmm. shots. And obviously, we know his defensive presence. I don't think that that would be, like, affected by any means. I think it could be good, like, conditioning-wise for him, kind of getting up and down the court a little more and just kind of being the guy until, like, Kawhi is, is consistently playing. But do we think that there's going to be a point in time this season where this load management isn't a problem until the playoffs, or is this going to go throughout the whole regular season? Yeah, I think it will. I think it'll just be to the point where they lose a lot of team, lose a lot, lose games to good teams, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, can like they beat this team?" Can they beat? But mm-hmm. like when they're home and he plays, it's like, okay, like they're legit. But it's like how it, I'm more worried for the seeding because in the NBA, the seeding actually does matter unless they play the Lakers. Obviously, they're home anyways, which I think is a little bit screwy. The only yeah, difference yeah. is the court color changes. Absolutely, yeah. So like, I don't know, man. I think it's. It worry it would worry me if like you have to go to Houston for seven games and it's like uh like no, damn no. It. like or you have to go um who else is in the West that's very good say you have to play the Mavericks I mean they've already beaten you once and I think Houston's beaten them as well at game seven or game six or game five whatever it is in in Dallas that it's a lot different than that staying at home and I mean we'll see I mean even in Denver and in Utah, like those, those are, are tough, tough road games. Yeah, those are sure. tough road games, and I don't know. I still think they need another guy. I mean, I think it's still a race for Andre Gudala. I think that's the I think that's the player everybody needs. Yeah, and then or I could see them maybe just to get depth at the point guard because they don't really have a real point guard. Well, I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, I would love to see them trade a pick for Jeff Teague because I know that the Timberwolves want to upgrade a point guard, and I know that they wouldn't get a player from the Clippers, obviously. Yeah. But if they give them a good pick for Jeff Teague, a veteran player, and then they can use that pick to flip for another all-star point guard, I don't know who they're going to get. They want D'Lo, but I guess D'Lo's off the market for yeah. the Timberwolves. But yeah, I would love to see them get a good, solid veteran. I, I'd, I'd say get Jamal Crawford, but you have Lou Williams, which is essentially a, a more efficient Jamal mm-hmm. Crawford. No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just tough, and... Like, do we think that this is like significantly significantly going to hamper like Kawhi's stats on the year? Like he's probably yeah. going to average like a lot less like like points per game and stuff like that. Like you know, like twenty. He'll go 24, 25, 5, and four. Yeah, and I just I just think like if he's playing all these games, obviously this is he thinks that this is better for for his career, yeah. like probably right now and long term. But I mean, Kawhi's an MVP candidate if he plays at even seventy games this year. You know, yeah. so 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 it's def it's definitely tough to see. But Lou, anything else you want to mention as far as all ball goes? Um, yeah, man. I mean, Philly's really good. Yeah. Like Philly's really, really, really <laughs> good. I mean, just they're clicking now. And last time we talked all ball, like they weren't clicking, and uh-huh. now it's like 
oh, like Joel Embiid's nasty. Like you, Ennis Cantor just you fit, like you just see it. It's just not possible to stop him. And like like it's games where like Kemba puts up forty something that game, and it's like, but you can't stop Embiid. You can't get to the free throw line as consistently, and you're making stupid plays. So yeah, I mean. That's it's just a big. I, I don't know, man. I think the East is a lot tougher than no, people no, think. It definitely is, and I just think the hob pod is, is like the Philly being able to stay consistent. Yeah, that's just the whole thing. Because I mean, we obviously know how dominant Embiid is at his best. How how good him and Simmons are like together, and they do have some guys around them. Like obviously Horford, like Harris stepped up in the game where he came and beat us. Um, and who's their guy? Richardson? Josh yeah. Richardson? Like, they, they all play well. It's just, I feel like sometimes when it comes to, the, like, the spotlight, they kind of, like, shy away from me, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Another team to mention in the East, since we're talking about it, the Pacers are playing Dude. good, too. I know you mentioned um, uh, Turner, but, but I mean, it, it just, it's tough. Is Oladipo back yet? No, all-star it, break. They're so good without him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think, like, he'll get moved I think maybe if they even tried to like acquire somebody when he comes back too, like they they really could. I don't want to say give us a run for our money, but definitely so. could be a lock for a four or five seed in the Eastern yeah. Conference. You know? No, I'm scared of them. I mean, every time we play Oladipo, he's just a monster. Yeah, and it, I know this might sound a little crazy. I think when he's healthy, he's a top three player in the East. I think it's, I think it's KD. No, KD, Giannis, and him. I honestly believe that. I think he's better than Blake. I think he's better than Kyrie, and I think he's better than Kemba. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Jimmy Butler's close to him, but Oladipo is an absolute monster. Yeah, it's definitely debatable. He got to stay healthy, though. I mean, That's for his is, yeah. career, for his team, like regardless of what it is, um, we we definitely want to see all guys at their best. I think it just makes for a better league mm-hmm. when when everyone's playing. You know like, what I mean? Like no Luca. Like this last week, I feel like half of the highlights. Yeah, disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know. I mean, we still have Harden, LeBron, AD, Giannis, but like, he's just a different animal. And we have no Curry, no Clay. Yeah, no now we just have to see like, like a shove match between Harden and Murray the, the other night. You yeah, that, that was funny. Yeah, Harden's a clown. <laughs> yeah, but, Harden's a clown. But I think that wraps it up for all ball. You know, me and Lou had to come in the studio, bang out a quick session. We're going to bang out a quick top 10 quarterback ranking for you guys. We're going to have some fantasy rankings for our fantasy playoff championship. And we're going to have some predictions for this weekend since there's no Thursday night football. Mm -hmm. But since the sandbox, baby, booyah. Peace.